James chapter 4. Let's read it. We'll get into it today. James chapter 4, starting in verse 1. What causes quarrels and what causes fightings among you? Is it not this, that your passions are at war within you? Okay? Now, let me just stop right there for a minute. Let me just paraphrase what James said. Okay? Why are there wars and why are there quarrels? Because of you. That's what James is saying. Because you have passions and things at war within you, therefore there are wars and quarrels on the outside. Okay? Knowing that now, let's address the issue. So James begins to address it here and there throughout the rest of this chapter. You desire and do not have, so you murder. You covet and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. And when you do ask, you do not receive. Why? Because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. What's the problem? James said it. There's passions and things warring inside of us. When we ask, we're not asking appropriately. We're actually asking according to our own passions that are warring within us. You adulterous people, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you suppose it is, it is to no purpose that the Scripture says he yearns jealously over the Spirit that he has made to dwell in us? What's James saying? James is saying, look, you've got to be one or the other. You've got to be a friend of God, and if you're a friend of God, you're an enemy of the things of the world. Okay? We're not saying you're an enemy with people. Okay, but the things that the world has to offer. If you love the things of the world, by doing that, James is saying, well, you just made yourself an enemy of God. But he gives more grace, therefore, it says. God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. How many of you guys are thankful for that? Okay. What do we got to do then? Verse 7. Therefore, submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Okay. Submit to God. Resist the devil, okay? What does it mean to submit to God, to love the things of God, to, to be in His Word, to love the Word, uh, to, to love the, the things that God has to offer, okay? When it says resist the devil, he will flee from you. Now, here's the thing. Are we resisting a natural, okay? Remember when you were growing up and, you know, they'd have the little devil, the red guy, horns, pitchfork, okay? Obviously, you're not waking up every day resisting that. You don't see that. You don't resist that. What are we talking about? James is talking about resisting the things that the world has to offer. Okay? Submit to God, the things of God, and therefore you resist the things that the enemy has to offer, and those things will flee. Okay? Therefore, let us not uh, you know, become entangled with the things of the world, but let us lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance. The race that is set before us, resisting the devil. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be wretched and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves, therefore, before the Lord, and he will exalt you. Do not speak evil against one another, brothers. The one who speaks against a brother or judges his brother speaks evil against the law and judges the law. But if you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge. Therefore, or excuse me, verse 12, there is only one lawgiver and judge, 
and he who is able to save and to destroy. But who are you to judge your neighbor? Verse 13, and bringing it to a close. Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow, we will go into uh, to such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. Going back to verse 7, what is he talking? He's talking about submission. Submit yourselves, okay? You might have plans. You might say you're going to go do this or that, but have you talked to God about it? Let's, let's get his plan. Let's get on his page. Let's do what he's telling us to do, okay? Submit to that. Submit to the things of God. Submit to the ways of God. Verse 16, as it is you boast in your arrogance, all such boasting is evil. I love verse 17. So whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him or her it is sin. So whoever knows the right things to do and fails to do it, for him her it is sin. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your word today. God, I pray in the next few moments, oh Lord, you would speak to us. God, I pray that you would challenge us from your word. I pray that you would encourage us from your word. And I, I pray that as we leave this place today, God, we would not be the same. God, we would be more radically in love with you and fulfilling the purposes that you have for our life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Uh, we've been going now for, for many weeks through the book of James. Uh, today, for time's sake, I'm just going to highlight uh, a section of this chapter, although there's many things we could look at within the chapter because it's a really good chapter. Uh, the last, last time we talked out of chapter 3, uh, we're dealing with things that speak about not envying, uh, how, how we can deal with our tongue and some different issues. Uh, this chapter, uh, it, it talks about uh, avoiding the lust of the things for the world, um, the dangers that lie in that. And he really keys in on some things, at least in my understanding here, in verse 7 that I want to share with you today. Verse 7 just kept popping off the page to me. I tried looking at some other verses and getting into the text, but I just kept going back to verse 7, and I believe there's so much wisdom in it, and I want to share it with you today. James has been talking about genuine faith and how we can live that genuine faith in a practical way that impacts the world. Verse 7 in chapter 4, listen to this. Actually, we'll go back to verse 6. But he gives more grace. Therefore, it says God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. He gives grace to those that humble themselves. Verse 7 tells us what that humility looks like. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Submit to God. Once again, what is it talking about? It's talking about submitting to the things of God. Finding that place of submission and then out of that, resisting the enemy and he will flee from us. He gives grace to the humble. Because of that, submit to God. And through that submission, so resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Galatians chapter 5, we touched on it a bit last week uh, within the context of James. Galatians chapter 5 talks about a war that's taking place. James talks about that, and he says, hey, where do these outward wars and quarrels come from? Do they not come from inside and the passions that are in war within you? Galatians chapter 5 says this, that there is a war between the flesh and the and the spirit. They're at odds with one another. There's this war going on. This happens every day. If you give in to the fleshly desires, okay, here James talks about, you know, resisting the devil. What's James talking about once again? He's talking about those fleshly desires. 
Galatians 5, if we give in to those fleshly desires, they grow and they increase. But there's also the spirit that's in work within us. And if we give in to the spirit's desires and plans, that grows within us. Whatever you starve will eventually die, and what you continue to feed will continue to grow. This whole entire time, for four chapters, James has been giving us ammo. James has been giving us food, if you will. James has been giving us substance on how we can grow our spirit. You say you're a Christian. This is what a Christian looks like. Live like a Christian. Man, you'll change the world. Change the world, you bring honor to God. Okay? So for four chapters now, James has been saying, hey, here's a spiritual walk. Here's a spiritual life. This is what Christianity looks like. I love the last verse of this chapter. Let me read it to you once again. Verse 17. Whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is sin. Now I know that James is under the, the, the influence and the direction of the Spirit as he writes. But let me just sum up that last verse. James is saying this, hey guys, everything I've been writing to you up to this point is how you ought to live. If you don't live this way, you're in sin. I've given you instruction. This is the right way to live. This is the right way to to be a Christian. If you're not doing it, then you're in sin. Verse 7. Let's go there. Let's kind of tune in. Two huge words at work here. The first one is submit. And the second one is resist. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God, which is the, to me, is really the crux of this chapter. Because James is saying there's passions, there's things that war inside of you. Man, you need to get grace on your life because we are who we are by the grace of God. Okay? Uh, his grace is sufficient. The way you get grace on your life is by submitting to Him. Submit to God and then resist. Let me give you the definition of the two. Submit. Okay? I'm going to give you what the dictionary says and then I'm going to give you the definition from the Bible. Submit. Dictionary.com. To give over or yield to the power or authority of another. To give over or yield the power and authority of another. In the Greek, in the biblical context, to lower or to become subordinate. To arrange under, to subordinate, to subject or put in subjection. To subject oneself to obedience. Okay? Submit. Now, submission is a huge thing in culture. It's a huge thing in the context that it's not taking place the way God intended it to take place. Submit. We live in a military town, okay? Military people know how to submit, okay? It's learned very quickly. They know how to submit to the authorities that are over them, the generals, the sergeants, whatever it is. They, they know that. And they learn very quickly if they don't submit and do what they're asked to do, okay? There's some punishment that takes place, okay? But San Diego, and really culture at large, doesn't understand submission. Submission, when they hear it, the very thought of it makes us cringe sometimes. Especially when it's talked about in church. Oh, here we go. He's going to talk about submission. Submit to spiritual authority. Submit to the church. Submit to Jesus, okay? There are people, whether it be in the first service, this service, that literally the very thought of submission and the very talking about submission kind of makes you like, ah, okay? It's not a real popular thing in our culture. I've done so many premarital counselings, and in a lot of them, uh, you know, we, we, we go for about six sessions, and on the last one, we'll do a split session. 
I will, I will take the guy, my wife will take the girl, or whoever is doing that, those, those marriage counseling for us, and we'll be talking. And I've had this happen so many times. We're in that last session. After we finish up what we're talking about, I'll be talking to the guy by himself, and I'll say, hey, so you, you excited about the wedding? Yeah, excited about it. Well, let's, let me ask some questions. I'll ask some, some questions about the wedding, how it's going to go. And then they'll say, hey, Pastor, I just got, are you going to talk about that submission verse? Uh, like, which one? You, you know where, where the, the wife is supposed to submit to the husband? And I'm like, why do you want me to? <laughs> you know, do I need to? Is there a problem? Um, and I'll say, well, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I'll pray. God will give me a word. I mean, sometimes I do use Ephesians 5. Other times I'll use Ecclesiastes 4. Two are better than one. It just depends on the way that, that the Holy Spirit directs me. I'm like, why? Well, because um, she doesn't really like that verse. And neither do her parents. And they were just wondering if, if you're going to talk about that. I'm like, that would have been a great thing to bring up on marriage counseling number one. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? Well, they just, they don't really like, I mean, you know, they're giving their daughter away, and they don't, they don't really like this whole that she's got to submit to me thing. I'm like, dude, you don't want to marry her. <laughs> okay. Really? That's, that's, that's the problem, okay? Yes, I'm definitely going to talk about it at your wedding now. <laughs> you know? Because people have a problem with submission. People don't understand it. They think, here's the thing. We think about submission in those regards. Oh, I got to be a doormat. I got to be a rug. I'm going to be walked on, you know, and I just got to, you know, do whatever they ask me to do. And I'm just submitting to every beck and whim. And, okay, we see submission through that filter. But let me give you the filter that they would have understood it as James was talking about it, okay? Submission. As James is writing this, he uses this word, and this is what it is. It's a Greek military term meaning this, to arrange troops and divisions in a military fashion under the command of a leader. I want to read it to you again. The word submit that James is using, it's a Greek military term meaning to arrange a troop or divisions in a military fashion under the command of a leader. See, when they heard James write it, they knew what they were getting. James is getting serious now. Man, man, he's talking about submitting. I know what that means. It means that we're coming under an authority because we're about ready to go into battle. Okay? Where we see it, and we see it as this weak, anemic, like, okay, I'll just, I'm ahead. James is saying, no, this is very important to the point where I'm going to use this Greek word to describe what I need you to do because we're going to go into battle. And everybody that's ever, come on, how many of you guys have ever seen a military movie before? we got several people that are in the military in our church. But anybody that's, that understands this understands that when there is a general or whoever the leader is out on that mission, when they are giving you orders in the middle of that battle, they are doing it to protect you, to get everybody home alive, and to accomplish the mission. So when James uses the word submit, what he's saying is this. He's saying, look, guys, we're on a mission, and we all have our proper place. We all have our proper position, and we need to arrange ourselves in such a fashion so that we can complete the mission. Submit to God. Submit to God. Submit to God. Now let me give you the other one here. We'll time together. Resist. Submit to God. Resist the devil. What does it mean to resist? Dictionary.com to withstand strive against or oppose but i like the greek word here in the bible because here's what it means to take a stand 
and to be hostile towards. Wow. Submit to God. Come under his complete authority. Arrange yourselves in military fashion. Now that you've done that, now we can be hostile towards the devil. Now we can be hostile towards the things of the world. Hear me, ladies and gentlemen. We can never truly resist until we've totally submitted. Because if we try to resist without submitting, what happens is, is we are going under our own initiative, our own strength, our own ability, and our own authority. And we don't have that much. Okay? That's why there's an order. Submit to God then resist. If you never submit, you will spend your whole entire life resisting, 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 resisting with never conquering. That's good, Pastor. Thank you. Okay. Let me prove it to you. There are those of you sitting in this room right now where you, you love Jesus, but, but your whole Christian walk has been this repetitive cycle of resist, 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 but yet there's struggles in you. There are passions that are raging war inside of you. There are lusts. There are sins. There are desires. There are addictions that you are unable to conquer because you are not submitting. You are simply resisting. And you wonder why you're not conquering it? Because you haven't submitted. And so here you are striving against, opposing, being hostile towards, and you walk away beat up. Why? Because you haven't submitted. You haven't come under the authority of God. And therefore, you have no authority. Reminded of Acts chapter 19. Acts chapter 19 is a guy named Paul. Really cool dude in the Bible, by the way. Paul is in this city, and he's doing some amazing things. Paul knew how to submit. Now, what didn't come naturally was learned behavior. We'll talk about that in just a minute, okay? Matter of fact, Paul had to learn it to the point where God had to show up and knock him off a donkey and blind him for three days, okay? He learned submission. But he's in this one city, and he's doing some great stuff. He's, he's, he's seeing miracles take place. Uh, the Bible says he's casting out demonic spirits out of people. Pretty cool stuff taking place. Why can he do that? Because he learned how to submit. He was under authority, therefore he had, ha had authority, he had power, and he went forward and he resisted the devil. Man, people were getting set free. It was awesome. People started to notice this to the point where they thought, man, that's pretty cool. And there were seven sons of this one priest who said, you know what, we can do that. Acts chapter 19, write it down, read it later. We can do that. And so they literally go and they try to, to, to cast out this devil out of this person. And guess what happened? All seven of them got beat to shreds. Beat up. Literally. Not just spiritually like, oh, I feel so weak. They got beat down. The Bible says to the point where they left naked and bruised and bloody and they were just like a wreck. Okay? But if you read the story, here's what happened. Here's what happened. They came to this person. They said, hey, we, we exercise you in the name of the Lord whom Paul preaches. You see the problem there? They didn't even know the God whom Paul preaches. Hey, you, you get out because of whom Paul knows. Boom, 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 boom. Ah! They got beat up. 
That's how a demonic karate person yells. Okay. Got beat up. This is, what, this is what the demon said back to him. God I know. Paul I've heard of. But I have no clue who you are. And he put a whooping on him. Why? They were trying to resist without submitting. Anytime you try to resist without submitting, you're going to get beat up. Bad. It's going to be ugly. Okay? So what is James saying here? Hey, guys, there's an order. Submit. Submit to God. What does that mean? They knew what that meant. They knew it meant to arrange themselves in a proper military fashion and get ready for war. Now we can go in and we can be hostile towards the devil. You can never mess those, those ones up. If you do, man, it'll be ugly. God has a proper order. God has a proper order. When you come under his authority, you get his power. When you have his power, you can do damage to the kingdom. I, I love this. Jesus modeled a life of submission for us. Isn't that cool? He didn't just ask it from us. He modeled it for us. He modeled it for us. The very way that Jesus defeated the devil on the cross was through submission. Philippians tells us this. Philippians says that he, Jesus, humbled himself to the point of death, even death on a... It's where he defeated the enemy. But if you look and you read the Gospels leading up to the crucifixion, you find Jesus in, in a place and he's praying. And he's having this intense prayer time. And his prayer is this. Let me paraphrase it for you. God, I don't want to do this. I don't want to go to the cross. I don't want to die. But nevertheless, not my will, your will be done. I really don't want to do this, but I'm submitted. I'm under. There's a submission. So God, if this is what you want from me, then I'll do it. But it's going to be painful. It's going to be difficult. He submitted. And through, he said this, I only do that which I hear and see the Father do. What's that? That's a complete life of submission. As a Christian, as a Christ follower, we're to look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. He's the firstborn among many brethren. We look at his example. He lived a life of submission. The very essence of being a Christ follower is a life of submission. And the reality is this, ladies and gentlemen, that in our culture it's not popular, but the reality is this, is that if we don't learn to submit, if we don't learn submission, we'll be frustrated all the time. Why? Because there will always be somebody above you. There's always somebody you have to submit to. So now I'm going to be my own boss. I'm going to have my own company. Yeah, you'll be submitted to the consumer, the customer. You always will have somebody above you. And if you don't learn to submit, man, life is just not enjoyable. Submission. As Christ followers, we're to model this in everything we do. Let me give you a few verses real quick. Galatians 2.20. Galatians 2.20. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Oh, that's what it means to be a Christian. Yeah, you're submitted to him. You're submitted to him. Let me give you this one. Philippians 1.21. Philippians 1.21. For me to live is 
Christ. But that's really difficult, so for me to die would be to gain. <laughs> how about this one? How about, how about Luke 9.23? At the very beginning, if you desire to be a Christian, a Christ follower, here's what you need to do. You've got to deny yourself. Oh, what's that mean? Pick up your cross and follow after him. The life of a Christ follower is a life of complete submission and surrender. Can I just make it real practical for us today? What does that mean? How do I know if I'm in submission? How do I know if I've submitted to God? Okay, let me just give you some practical things right here. What does it mean to submit to God? It means I consult him before I make any decision. Any decision. It means I talk to God before I do that business. I talk to God before I spend my money on that house. I talk to God before I marry that person. Please do that. I am surrendering every decision I make to him. Well, I mean, that is, that is codependent, I know. Be codependent on Jesus. That's a really safe place to be because he's God. You know, one of the things that makes him God is that he's all-knowing. How many of you think that's a pretty cool partner to have in life? It's one of the things that actually makes him. He's all-powerful, he's everywhere present, and he's all-knowing. Three qualities that separate him from every other person makes him God. I want to be hooked up with that person. <laughs> How many of you think that's a pretty good, pretty good person to trust your future to? God, you already know what's going to take place. Could you give me a sneak preview? Right? You submit. You can't go wrong with submitting to God. Submitting to God, you win every single time. Even when it's not fun to submit to God. You know, sometimes it's not fun to submit. Because submitting to God means I, I, I check with him on every decision. It means I'm continually in the word and in prayer. Continually. Why? Because he gave us this for a reason. To read. Okay? Here's one thing I've learned about, is you don't have to pray about every decision you make if you're reading this. Because if you're reading this, they're just, you are wasting your prayers sometimes. You're just praying about dumb things. God, I know we're not married, but should I sleep with her? You just wasted a prayer. Read the Bible. It's pretty, it's pretty plain, you know, what, whatever it might be. If you're reading this, there's a lot of things you don't have to pray about. You can just make decisions because you know, because you're submitted and you're reading it, okay? Okay, and then we can really start to pray about some stuff, right? It means, I, it means I'm in the word and prayer continually, what does it mean to be submitted to God? It means I put his plans and will above my own. Now remember, if you're a Christ follower, you're submitted. If you're submitted, it means you put his plans and will above your own. But I really want to do that. I know, but he really wants you to do that. And remember, he knows everything. So there's probably a reason why he doesn't want you to do that. See, here's what we've got to understand. Submitting to God is a fun thing. 
See, too many think it back to the whole, the marriage analogy I used. Are you going to talk about that, you know, husbands got to submit, or wives got to submit to their husbands thing? They have the wrong understanding. When a wife submits to a husband, it's a really good thing. We'll, we'll hit on that in just a minute. But when you submit to God, it's a really good thing. He's not, like, going to ask you to do some crazy, whacked out stuff. <laughs> He's going to protect you. He's going to keep you safe. He's going to help you accomplish the mission. What does it mean to be submitted to God? It means if I'm a wife, I submit to my husband. Oh, here we go. It means if I'm married, then I'm, I'm the wife, I am submitted to my husband. Why? Because that's the way God designed it. Listen to me. If you are married in here and you are not submitted to your husband, then don't tell me you're submitted to God. Because you're not. It's impossible for you to say you're submitted to God and not be submitted to your husband. Because God asks for you to submit to your husband. So therefore you're submitted to God. And I know here's the thing is that a lot of, a lot of pastors, preachers, or teachers might bring the, the wrong understanding of that. But here's the proper understanding of that. Because I know the wives are out there probably like, well, that's not fair. What does the man submit to? The man, he submits to Jesus. Wives, as, as, as the church submits to Jesus, so you ought to submit to your husband. But read on, ladies and gentlemen. The guy has to live like Jesus. This is a really cool thing. You've got to understand this. The reason why some wives have a hard time submitting to their husbands is because the husbands are not submitting to Jesus. It's true. So when a guy comes to me and says, man, we're having marriage difficulty, man, we just don't see eye to eye, and, and man, she just doesn't submit to me. My question is this, when's the last time you modeled what submission is for your wife? When's the last time your wife saw you reading the Bible? Well, just made it real practical. When's the last time your wife saw you on your hands and knees praying? Husbands, don't come to me and say, man, we're having a marriage difficulty and my wife ain't submitting. And I ask you, when's the last time you read the Bible? When's the last thing you've, well, I mean, we, you know, we, I've just been really busy. Well, so has your wife. That's why she's too busy to submit to you. Because you're too busy to submit to God. Wow. That's really good, Pastor. Thank you. So I just did, I just did a group therapy session for married couples right there. I just saved myself like 50 hours. And listen to me, if you're not married yet, but you want to be, take good notes. Some of the best advice I ever got was, hey, watch and see the way a woman treats the church, because that's exactly how she's going to treat you then. Women, watch and see how the man treats the church, because that's exactly how he's going to treat you. If you see him in church and he's not passionate about Jesus, passionate about church, guarantee you, he'll be passionate about you for about 12 months. After that, yeah, just save myself another 50 hours right there. It's <laughs> awesome. Submit. Submit. It means that if I'm an employee, I'm submitted to my employer. 
I'm submitted to God. Wow. It means that I'm submitted to natural and governing authorities and laws. It means I'm submitted to natural governing authorities and laws. Don't look for loopholes. Submit. It means that, that, that I'm submitted to spiritual authorities in my life. Listen, listen to the word submit. To arrange ourselves in military fashion, divisions and troops under the authority of God, which tells me this. It's a military term. If you look at the military, there are ranks, there's divisions, there's troops, but we're all working together on the same page, fighting the same battle with the same goal to see Jesus glorified and people saved. Submit. How do I know that I'm submitted? Very simple. It's a real, real easy thing. Just take a look in the mirror. Am I submitted to God? That means I'm submitted in all these other areas of my life because this is the way God set it up. If I'm not submitted, wow. James used the right word. Because when you're submitted, comes authority. And with authority, then you can be hostile towards the enemy. God, we thank you for your word today. God, we thank you for uh, the wisdom that comes from James. God, we thank you for uh, the context in which it was written and that it still reigns true today.